Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Gads News Radio WRBA. It's Wednesday. It's wet. And I'm sorry, am I supposed to be distraught because Mitch McConnell's leaving? I, you know, I didn't get the memo. I don't get those memos, I got to tell you. Uh, but look, he's 82 years old, which apparently is a big deal. That's what I, I was just told, right? Okay. Well, I wish him well. I, honest to God, I wish him well. As sure as I am sitting here, I wish him well. Now go. Don't wait till November. Get the hell out of there today. Did you notice who they quoted as being upset that he's leaving? Did anybody? Uh, uh, Joe Biden. Gosh, I wonder why. Well, they worked together for 107 years. Well, that's that. that may be true. But it's because Mitch McConnell is... He, he's like a piece of wet wonder bread. You know, there's no substance. There's no body. Weak, smushy. And he's the guy, if you recall, was in the middle of a press conference and then all of a sudden just just stopped. Yeah, exactly like that. Just stopped. Staring dead ahead. Well, I shouldn't use the word dead because I, I honestly, I, I, I hope he, I hope he lives another eighty-two years and he's healthy and he gets to enjoy his retirement and, and all the rest of that. But good lord, pack your crap today! Don't wait till November, please. Ugh, go goodbye. Oh yeah, well, look, we'll give you a plaque, we'll give you a trophy, we'll give you a, I don't know, a pocket watch. We'll give you anything you want, except the leadership in the Senate. But then again, you haven't really been a leader in in decades. So he's going to go. Who do we have on the short list? Rick Scott out of Florida, great choice. Tim Scott out of South South Carolina, another great choice. Um, who else? Do we have senators anymore? I think we've got a few senators. I don't know. I uh, Listen, I, I do not follow that sort of stuff as closely as I used to. I really don't. I really, honest to goodness, don't. Because I am all about, at this point, trying to save this country. Now, no, I'm not doing it alone. There's no way I could do it alone. But, but, but this nation, whether you realize it or not, this 
nation today, February the 28th, 2024, is at the biggest risk of disappearing. It's bigger now than it's ever been, that threat. So I know we've got to elect Donald Trump president again. It's coming this Saturday, you know. There's going to be a big event at the uh, the Richmond uh, Convention Center. I don't know if you've gone online to get your tickets yet. I was looking at the website. I know it's a, it's a limit of two tickets. So I, I it's out there. You know what? I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it up on social media. I do apologize. I thought I had mentioned it the other day. But uh, he is coming Saturday, which would be great. Doors, I know, at the convention center are opening up at 3, and the whole event doesn't even begin until, like, 6. And there's no reserved seating. So if you want to be up close and personal, obviously you're going to have to be there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and wait. I know it's supposed to kick off at 6. Let's not kid ourselves. None of these things ever start on time. Uh, I I would say it's probably going to be closer to 7 or 8. But whatever it is, your chance in Richmond, this ought to tell everyone a huge amount about what's going on right now do you think that former president trump needs needs to come to richmond to beat nikki haley in the republican primary no this is not about the republican primary this is about the general election and you make no mistake and i am wagging my finger right now and i know we're off to a oh my god just lecturing I, i i know i know but Virginia is winnable. It is absolutely, positively winnable for Donald Trump come November. That's why he's coming here. He doesn't need to go anywhere to win in the primary. And if you don't think uh, Virginia is in play, then I don't think you're looking at the big picture. Lots being made as, you know, the Democrats control the House of Delegates and the State Senate. Well, you better take a look uh, at exactly how the RNC shortchanged us. Republican National Committee didn't give us a flippin' dime to help in these past elections. Glenn Youngkin and Glenn Youngkin's PAC, they put a lot of money into it, but it shouldn't be all on them. Not even close. We have a Republican National Committee, at least in theory, to help the state parties, the local candidates, all of that good stuff, and they didn't do a damn thing for us. I think as you see these people leaving, that's another sign, right? Ronna Romney McDaniel, she's out. Why? Because she knows she's not exactly the biggest Trump friend or supporter. She just isn't. And it is well within the rights, in my opinion, of, of Donald Trump to say, hey, I want to be able to choose who the chair of the RNC is. Why is Mitch McConnell leaving now? Oh, well, he just celebrated his 104th birthday. Well, that's that. Yeah, OK. But why today? Why now? It's because he sees what's coming as well. And what's coming down the line, assuming that you and I keep everything together for the next, what, nine months? Is set, No, uh, uh, November, I got to do math. It's like eight months. Look, we got to get through November the election. That's what I'm telling you. And you and I had better been, be laser beam focused on that. We better be paying attention to every single solitary thing. And you know what else has to happen? What happened when Glenn Youngkin and Winsome Sears and Jason Miari's won? 
There have to be observers in every single polling place in our Commonwealth. We have got to stand on guard to make sure that it is honest through and through. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be cheap, but it's got to be done. And how wonderful would it be for us to deliver Virginia for President Trump? Okay, now let me gently, carefully, gingerly step down off of my soapbox and uh, remind you, we've got some tickets left for politics and politics. Now, here's the way this is fleshing out. Uh, Yesterday, I know I tell you all the time that nobody tells me anything, and the only reason I say that is because nobody tells me anything. But... That being said, somebody actually told me something, which yesterday said we have less than 100 tickets remaining. So it's going to sell out. It's a matter of, I don't know, today, tomorrow, whenever it is, next couple of days. I I wish I could give you better news. I really do. I wish I could say to you, you know what we decided to do? We decided to build an addition on the uh, historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And uh, it's not just March the 20th that we'll be doing Politics and Pints with me and John Reed and Howard Gutman and Brian Kilmeade from Fox. Uh, But uh, we've added two more dates. But that's not going to happen. None of those things are going to happen. So if you want to be part of this, you have exactly one option. You go online, WRVA.com, WRVA.com, you buy your tickets, and then you show up on March the 20th and have an absolutely incredible time. Make no mistake, we deliver. This is something I will I, I will brag about a little bit. We deliver at Politics and Pints. You get... An amazing show. And it's not, listen, it's not one of these these boring talking head political debates. Well, you know what I think. I think inside of you. And, it's, and then it's, it winds up sounding like uh, like the teacher on, on, uh, on Peanuts, right? It just, ugh, it, like, it makes your mind go numb. Well, we were talking, looking at the legislation that was, and then it was, it's like, no. This is... Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I called her, ma'am. I don't know. Yes, yes sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, yes, teach. Oh, no, don't get me started. So I want you to come out to this because it is it is just freewheeling. Gary has, God bless him, I love Gary. I really do. Of all the people that I know from this radio factory... Uh, I can see staying friends with Gary for years and years and years and years. He's just such a good guy. And I I don't know if everybody really appreciates what a good, decent duty is. But anyway, Gary is our assigned sort of combination ringmaster, referee, keeps us on track, makes sure that Howard Gutman isn't getting away with, uh, you know, pulling out uh, a foreign object from his tights or stuff like that. But uh, we we do what we got to do, and we do have a great time. And this year, uh, this year, I'm sorry, I keep saying that because, well, that's 2024. It's a new year. But this version of Politics and Pints, we got Brian Kilmeade coming in. So how cool is that? I I, I am here to tell you, uh, Brian is really a super nice guy. Down to earth. He's a regular guy, uh, like a working class stiff from Long Island. It's it's one of the reasons I think he and I get along so well, because we've been in a lot of talk radio events together. He's just a regular guy. Now, he's he's fabulously successful, he's brilliant, he's wealthy, he's all those things. But he's still like just a kid from the neighborhood, you know? So he'll be there. It's going to be a 
fantastic. We've got people who are helping us to bring this to you. Number one, Politics and Pints is presented by my friends, uh, Dr. Brian Snyder and the team over at Chronic Care of Richmond. Chronic Care of Richmond. Our red carpet sponsor, Better Floors. Those are my flooring people. Uh, they are going to provide an actual, real, live, honest-to-goodness red carpet. Uh, we have my friends, Cole and the gang from Richmond Office Interiors. I remind you every day, I'm sitting here in an office completely and totally tricked out from Richmond Office Interiors. And... Our Tumblr sponsor. That's right. Everybody's going to get a Tumblr, I think. Well, many people are going to get a Tumblr. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful Tumblr. It comes from DLA Promotions. I'm just reading it right now. DLA Promotions. So thank you very much to DLA Promotions for helping us to uh, bring you Politics and Pints and producing the Tumblrs. Now, I've heard people bragging about them, but because nobody tells me anything for real, I don't know what they look like, but I'm willing to bet that uh, they are going to be beautiful. So thanks to everybody. And again, I'd like to welcome aboard and say thank you, thank you, thank you to DLA Promotions for being our Tumblr provider. Yeah, I like it. Okay, a lot of stuff coming up this afternoon. We've got uh, citizen journalist Mike Dickinson, who is going to be with us. Uh, we'll chat with him. Well, we got so much to talk about. The trial uh, of, regarding the shooting near the Altria Theater. Uh, we've got uh, the L- Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir situation. A lot of stuff. So Mike will be with us at 4.33. And if you don't mind, i got to tell you how... Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird went last night. Heidi and I went to it last night, and tremendous production. Really great. But it really raised a lot of questions, so I'm going to share that with you uh, just a couple of minutes from now. WRBA.com, get your tickets for P&P. 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. I'm singing in the rain. Yeah. May not be singing, but I'm kind of humming. Heidi, all day now, has got the. uh, We've got a channel, which I didn't even know about. And uh, it's like all movies from the 30s and 40s. It it really is kind of cool. I got news for you. It really, really is. It's it's just kind of cool stuff. Uh, I got to share something with you. You know, I went through many years ago the uh, FBI Citizens Academy, and it is one of the most amazing experiences uh, that you can ever even begin to imagine. And they have a program now for teenagers. They've had it for the last couple of years. And as I understand it, the applications are opened. And I just got a note, I think uh, our special agent in charge is going to be giving us a shout to talk a little bit about that. And I'm looking forward to that. Because the FBI, in this day and age, you know it and I know it. Premier law enforcement agency in all of the world has had some some kind of rough sledding for a little bit. But this is a chance to go inside, understand what's really happening there, and to think of teenagers who are interested in in public service, because that's honest to goodness what the FBI is all about. This is a great opportunity for them. And I'm just so happy that we're going to be chatting with him. We're getting the details worked out right now. We had a little, a little snafu. I, I, I apologize, uh, but we're, we're getting those worked out. And so uh, Stan Meter, who is the uh, special agent in charge of 
our FBI Richmond field office is going to be with us either right now or at three thirty-three. I'm I'm just waiting for Germ to get that uh, to get that hammered out. In the meantime, you've got some chances here if you'd like to get your politics and pints tickets. And and I don't want to be uh, somebody who's nagging you, but I have to nag you a little bit because we're under a hundred tickets. And I, I get reminded from uh, some of our uh, our higher ups, hey. Tell everybody what politics and pints is about. They, they, maybe they didn't go to the last one. And I'm thinking, that's nah, not possible. Everybody in Central Virginia has... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Been to one of our politics and pints events, but you know what? Maybe you haven't been to one before. All right, if that's the case, it's it's certainly a discussion. It's very animated. It's very energetic, and and there's beer. So, I mean, that's the pints portion of the politics. So uh, we have a great time. And again, this politics and pints, we've got Brian Kilmeade coming in from Fox and Friends. So that's going to be good. Okay, we find, we got it nailed down. Thank you, Germ. All right, uh, let me see here and do some math. Seven minutes from now, we will have Stanley Meter, who is the special agent in charge of our FBI Richmond field office. He will be joining us. We'll talk about this this teen academy. It's an opportunity for, for young people, obviously, who are interested perhaps in law enforcement in general, the FBI in particular, public service overarching. Uh, we will uh, provide those details for you in just a moment or two. Uh, it is 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. All right, call me skeptical, but uh, I don't believe the surge pricing at Wendy's was really all about lowering prices during slower times. I've just got a sneaking suspicion uh, it was to raise prices at uh, high demand times. But that's just me. But it's all off the board now, so don't worry about it. Now, one of the things you may have heard there is they were discussing Mitch McConnell. Um, you like him, you don't like him. That's that's not the point. He said, "You know what? It's 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 about new leadership, uh, the new people coming in, and and what an appropriate attitude." As we talk a little bit about the FBI's upcoming Teen Academy out of our Richmond field office, this is about young minds and people who are interested, and I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, Stanley Meter, who is the special agent in charge of our Richmond field office for the FBI, is joining us. Good afternoon, boss. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having us on. 
Oh, always my pleasure. So uh, let's jump right into this. I-, I went through the Citizens Academy many years ago, and-, and-, and even as a former police officer, I sat there with my jaw just pretty much on the table. It was incredible. And you're offering uh, a little bit of a look inside for teenagers. Talk a little bit about that, please. Sir, one of the, you know, our community outreach program is a priority for us. It's important, especially with our uh, teenagers, it's important for us to get in front of them, teach us a little bit, teach them a little bit about what we do, give them exposure to how diverse the FBI is and its responsibilities. And so the Teen Academy is uh, that opportunity. And for us, we're gearing up, we're accepting applications uh, right now, open through March the 15th. It's going to be June the 25th, uh, so it's this summer. It's a full-day event, 8 to 4. Uh, open to all high schoolers uh, across the Commonwealth and look forward to seeing folks apply and seeing who we can get in here and talk a little bit about the FBI. Explain what the application process is like, if you don't mind. Sure. What they'll do is you can go to fbi.gov forward slash Richmond or just search FBI Richmond's community outreach page and you'll fill out your digital application there. And once we receive that, we'll compile them and we'll work through through a selection process. Um, obviously, we get a number of applications. It's very competitive. Uh, last year, we actually, uh, given the volume of applications we received, we actually did two teen academies back-to-back. It was important for us uh, to not turn anyone down at that time, and we, we at the time, were able to do two. So okay. we had well over 100 um, students. So uh, we're going to look forward to seeing how many apply this year. Um, so fill out that application and uh, get it into us. And again, it's open to any high schoolers uh, for a full day event. The uh, the folks who work there over at the uh, the Richmond field office, be they special agents or intelligence mm-hmm. analysts or, or other roles, I would have to think that they are excited and inspired when you get that many applicants from teens. Yeah, one of the, you know, for us, I think, you know, we're, um, we're parents, you know, we're, we've got teams of our own, uh, and for us to have an opportunity to tell folks about what we do is, is great, because they'll get the, you know, we see a lot of FBI TV shows, and you know, oftentimes people will try to figure out well, what's real, what's not real, what do we really do, what do we don't do, and this is an opportunity for teenagers to speak one-on-one with FBI agents, intelligence analysts, uh, to learn about our various threat programs, and we actually will do some hands-on activities uh, that will involve, uh, for example, our evidence response teams, our SWAT teams, and also we'll do a demonstration and talking through um, some scenarios with our special agent bomb tech. So this is one of those uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Stanley Meter is joining us. He is the special agent in charge of our uh, FBI Richmond field office. Is there one of those activities that's number one for the teens? Because I, I know at least for the Citizens Academy, sir, uh, it, it, it was the SWAT team and it was the range. There's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down, uh, that's what it is between the Team, team Academy and, and the Citizens Academy. And, you know, I do got to give a shout-out to our folks um, who have really leaned forward uh, with our outreach programs. You know, just last night we graduated our first, in this field office's history, uh, Citizens Academy in southwest Virginia. We graduated wow. 32 down in Roanoke last night. Awesome program, and I will tell you there, hands down, Range Day for them was was the highlight, yep. uh, and again, coming, you know, so we're ready to lean full forward into the Team Academy. Uh, I'm excited to get those young folks in here and teach them about what we do.
I love that. Uh, do you have any idea, since the FBI has been doing a teen academy, how many of those teens went on to uh, join the Bureau? I don't. I can tell you for Richmond, um, this is our seventh. Uh, and okay. I can tell you for our Citizens Academy, last night was our 27th. So um, we, are, we are moving forward and prioritizing it and doing as much as we can. Do you ever get the uh, the feeling, as you're talking to the teens especially, because you were talking about television, we've, we've all seen television shows, and uh, uh, everything is, is wrapped up nice and neat, you know, 26 minutes tops, everything is good, everybody with the Bureau has some sort of superpowers that come from Quantico, I guess, and yeah. uh, it's just a little different in the real world. Yeah, it is, and I think, you know, especially in the digital world now, this is it's just... It's so timely for our young folks because when we talk about Internet safety or cyber safety, cyber security and those topics, you know, when we talk about cell phones and, Mm -hmm. you know, watches and you name it, tablets, um, you know, we do have to teach our young folks what how to be cyber safe. And this is one, you know, when they hear from our cyber folks and they start learning about the threats that are out there and we start giving some tips on how to be safe and just to be aware of the threats um, that could affect them, it's important. Um, and there's, you know, there's no bigger thing for us to do than to educate where we can and give folks this opportunity. If you think about it, from a, you know, the just just chances of a loan of ever coming into contact with, you know, an FBI employee, mm-hmm. there are only 38,000 employees in in the world. Uh, and of those 30, 38,000, roughly 12,000 FBI special agents. You know, we have 24,000 um, intelligence professional support employees that. Uh, also, you know, to support what we do, and that's made up of hundreds of different jobs that folks, a lot of folks, don't know about. And it's important with young folks for us to educate them, tell them again how diverse our organization is, and that there may be an opportunity here for them. You know, that's a great point. Is that people do have this image? Uh, is G-man still a term that's used, or is that, <laughs> it that, is? <laughs> it is. I don't know if that's relegated, but but you know, aside from that, let's not kid ourselves. You have such an operation, as you said. I mean, twelve thousand special agents and and twenty four, twenty five thousand people in other roles. I mean, it is a vast organization uh, all with right. with all sorts of opportunities. Yeah, that's why these the outreach opportunities, you know, Teen Academy, Citizens Academy, that's why they are so um, such a priority for us because, you know, we continually educate and want folks to know, you know, we're right, you know, we're here in your backyard. We, you know, we're citizens here. We're residents of uh, the Commonwealth, and we want you to know that we're here, um, that our mission is to protect you, and, um, and we, we take time out to show you how we do it. And you're right, it's It's a lift, but it's a mission we're all committed to, and uh, we look forward to coming in here and doing it every day. Well, I'll tell you what, we do appreciate it. I know it's it's difficult at times. I would imagine that uh, the folks who are over there, you know, they're doing such an important job. Uh, and, 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 and let's face it, it's bad news that grabs the, the, the headlines and all the hard work that happens oftentimes just flies under the radar and i would imagine the the most successful things that have happened uh we don't even know about so i i just uh, on behalf of everybody out here uh i'd like to say to you and hopefully you'll you'll say to the troops we do appreciate you guys we really really do and we thank you jeffrey and it's, it's good to hear that and i'll definitely pass it on to the team and you know when folks in here you know step up to this job uh, regardless of their job shares or what they do they all commit to the mission Yep. And they all don't step up for thank yous and awards. They do it because they believe in it, because it's the right thing to do, and they, they do a great job at it. They do indeed. Well, they deserve a thank you anyway if they don't get it. And, and one, one more time, if you don't mind, just tell everybody for the Teen Academy, how do they apply and what is that deadline? 
guys. So Teen Academy will be June the 25th. Uh, this summer, uh, from 8 to 4, uh, you'll apply if you go to fbi.gov forward slash Richmond or just search FBI Richmond Community Outreach uh, page. You'll see the digital application there. You'll fill that out. Uh, we'll go through our selection process, and then if you're selected, we'll notify you and move you on to the next step. All right, and March 15th is the cutoff. you got to get it in you before got that. It. All right. Yep. I appreciate you making time for us, and uh, always happy to uh, to help in any way I can. And again, you you tell the guys over there on Parham Road, we do appreciate them. Yes, sir, we'll do. Thank you, my friend. That is uh, Stanley Meter. He is the special agent in charge of the Richmond Field Office for the FBI. And, and I'm here to tell you because I know a lot of the guys over there. They're they're really solid people. They're good people. All all the stuff we may hear, we may discuss, and and there are plenty of things that uh, I I would say are are very valid concerns. No mistake about that. But those what are called brick agents, the the men and women that are going out there every single solitary day doing the job, they're doing the right thing, they're doing it for the right reasons, and uh, I do appreciate them. Now, if you do have a teenager and this sounds interesting to them, please follow uh, Special Agent in Charge Meter's advice. Have them sign up. It is a very, very selective process. But that being said, you got a shot. You got a good chance. It is, it's an eye-opening experience. It is, it is a rewarding experience. Now, I don't know what the plans are on the Citizens Academy. I'm sure there'll be another one coming up uh, soon. I mean, I, I think, if memory serves, I think it's once per year. I could be wrong. But uh, as that comes up, I'm sure that uh, the folks over there will reach out and let us know. But if you have the opportunity uh, and you're interested, you've got a teenager, son, daughter, niece, nephew, granddaughter, grandson, whatever, uh, give them those, information, uh, those pieces of information, rather and get them to sign up. I think they will uh, really come away with uh, some great information and a wonderful experience. Speaking of wonderful experiences and great information, my friend John Reed is here, right here, News Radio WRBA, every morning, starting at 6 a.m. I know, I know. Look, there's a reason I don't do mornings anymore. I I, I did mornings for years and years and years and said, no, I, I, I like acknowledging one 4 o'clock per day, Right? You can choose 4 p.m. or 4 a.m., but when you're doing mornings, uh, you got to look at both of them, and I didn't like that. So very happy that John is there first thing in the morning, 6 a.m. Please make sure that you're listening to John. Uh, you'll you'll come away informed. You'll come away entertained. And again, good guy, and he's part of Politics and Pints, uh, the real uh, strength of Politics and Pints. And no offense to uh, my friend Mr. Kilmeade, but the real strength of it is is me and John. And you will have a great time with that. Now, yes, Howard Gutman is there as well, because everybody needs a little comic relief, and that comes from the left with Howard, who, uh, despite our disagreements on eh, pretty much everything, Howard, God bless him, Kinahara, as we say, uh, Howard, every single year, as I raise money to help the Friendship Circle, do you know that Howard is just about the first guy every year? Sends me a note, Jeff. Here's and it, and it's 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 a big donation that he makes. I don't want to embarrass him, and I, I know he would be appalled that I'm even sharing it. But I'm telling you, he's a good guy and helps out with my uh, friendship circle activities, which is going on until ten o'clock tonight. So if you've seen this stuff on my my Facebook page, 
fantastic. Love to have you help out. Don't don't feel obligated. You really are not. But there are people sending some notes now asking if it's if everything works. Yes, the link will work until ten o'clock tonight. Okay, you're going to be online anyway. Get yourself your tickets for Politics and Pines. Less than a hundred tickets remain. WRBA.com is where you get them. WRBA.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Yes, 350, Jeff Gads, News Radio, WRVA. Hmm, could it be? Could that be a little dose of Barney Miller? Yes, yes, it could be. Uh, thanks again to uh, Stanley Meter over at the uh, Richmond Field Office. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're talking about. Mike Dickinson's going to be here at uh, 433. And our uh, illustrious uh, homegrown citizen journalist man is covering a lot of stuff, including the trial, right? The uh, school shooting trial right by the Altria Theater. Huh. I, I don't want to. Well, I can't brag, but I'll brag on Mike. He ha- he had this all right from the beginning. Every single thing that is coming out in the course of this trial, uh, he said it, period. So, Yeah. That's craziness. But anyway, he'll be along at uh, 4.33. Quick reminder, our text line, the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, always available to you, 833-804-1140, Jeff, this begins. John from New Kent writes, Jeff, uh, Mitch McConnell should never have run for re-election in 2020. I agree with you. I absolutely, positively agree with you. I think he should have retired decades ago. Honestly, not even like last year, but decades ago. I don't think he's accomplished anything. And I, for the life of me, just do not understand what the heck is going on. Why he's been there that long, I don't know. Hey, Jeff, there's a really big meeting of the Hanover Republican Party this coming Thursday night. That is correct. Uh, as I understand it, we are going to be voting for our county chairman. It's actually it's a contested election this time out. We've got two people running for our uh, Hanover Republican Party chair. I love that. No, honestly, I, I love the fact that we have enough interested Republicans here in Hanover County, that it's not a one-and-done, it's actually a real, live, honest-to-goodness contest and election, and people are going to be talking about stuff. So, yes, that is true. Okay, now this goes on. Let me, uh, okay, so Jeff, really big meeting, Hanover GOP, this coming uh, Thursday, with voting for convention delegates, 1st and 5th districts. Uh, Very little publicity, though. Do you know about this, and can you address on your program? We just heard about it yesterday. Thank you, Ann and Joe in Western Hanover County. Well, uh, you know what I know. That I, I, honestly, that is all the. That's what I know. Everything that you just said is what I know, and I don't know anything else. Uh, I, I apologize, but yeah, that's that seems to be what it is. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, oh, the event for Donald Trump. Former President Trump is coming to town this Saturday, and it's at the Richmond Convention Center. I also just got a note from uh, the Nikki Haley people. She, too, is coming to town. She's having an event. She's having hers at the Westin. Now, that should give you you some idea how the respective candidates are doing. Donald Trump needs the Richmond Convention Center, and you and I both know. 
uh, it'll be sold out, and, and you don't have to pay for it, but it'll be sold out nonetheless. It, it, it will be filled to capacity, and there will be people saying, my gosh, we should have gotten here at 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock in order to get in, instead of getting there at 3 o'clock when the doors open. Nikki Haley is uh, having her event at the West Inn in the West End, and I don't know, I guess they've got a, a convention, well, conference rooms, right? I don't know how many people are coming out to that. You think she'll get as many people as voted for her in South Carolina? I, I, I mean, really? You know where it should have been? Should have been in the uh, Coliseum. That would have been a sellout for President Trump. Remember the Coliseum, kids? All right, well, let me explain this to you. Many, many years ago, actually not that many years ago, there was a place called the Richmond Coliseum where we had live concerts and the circus and pro wrestling and uh, political conventions, all sorts of great events. And then uh, LeVar Stoney, who was playing the part of the mayor for the last few years, uh, was somehow, some way, going to get a new coliseum. Uh, Tom Farrell from uh, Dominion was actually behind that. And Tom Farrell was a guy who got things done. Well, uh, LeVar Stoney showed his one true talent, which is having the ability to screw up even a one-car parade. So he screwed up a, a Tom Farrell plan, so we do not have a Coliseum anymore. Thank you. Thank you very much, LeVar Stoney. Uh, right now, head on over to WRBA.com. Get your tickets for politics and pints. Less than 100 remain. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Four oh three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. No, I have no idea why you just heard me saying that. Somebody has failed at their mission. That's all right. We'll get it straightened up. It'll be all good. Mike Dickinson is going to be with us at the half hour. Where do you want to start today? Gosh, there's so much going on. We we have former President Trump coming to town on Saturday. That will be an absolute two capacity plus situation so i it may i i don't know i don't want to say i don't want to say it's too late to get your tickets but i know it was online uh go and get your tickets if you want to go uh, while you're there go to wrba.com get your tickets for uh, politics and pints you know i mean i like brian at all brian kilmeade who's coming for politics and pints but you know who'd be a really great guest for our next politics and pints donald trump i'm just saying no i really i'm just throwing it out there uh maybe it could happen Maybe not, but it it's possible, I suppose. Uh, but Brian Kilmeade is pretty good as well, and I would love to have you join us again. March the 20th is when uh, we'll be looking for you at the Historic Theater in Hopewell. It is always such a great time, and we have less than 100 tickets left. That's all I can tell you. I don't honestly know more than that. They don't really tell me very much, but somebody did say that yesterday. Uh, we have less than 100 tickets left. And if you've been to the Beacon Theater, and I think most of us have, you know, it's it, it's a beautiful venue, actually. And it, it we're going to sell it out again, so that'll be pretty cool. Hey, they voted in Michigan yesterday. And what's what's really funny is that here you have this sitting incumbent Democrat, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, while he's winning these primaries, let's not take that away from him. He is, in fact, uh, scoring uh, in the uh, the higher number category in the Democrat Party primaries. 
he is losing 10, 20, 30 percent of the vote to write-in candidates or or no candidates or the option of none of the above. I tell you what I would like to do, and I don't know if I could make it happen because I don't. I, well, I got a few contacts. Uh, I uh, occasionally will watch a uh, a very very distinguished puppet on Saturdays. I think he'd be an excellent candidate. I really do. I think that would be. Uh, why not? Why not? I, I'd like to see somebody in there with, you know, a detachable nose. That would be pretty cool. Anyway, so uh, Joe Biden running in Michigan. Auto vote, auto workers rather, turning against him because they know what a colossal, utter boob he is. And even hardcore left-wing wackadoodles who ought to be right there for him. So take a listen, take a listen to ABC Cut Number One. Frustrated and furious, members of the state's large Arab and Muslim community are urging voters in today's Democratic primary to check the uncommitted box in protest. Biden has lost my vote. Lexi Zaydan, who supported Biden in 2020, is now helping to organize this protest vote. But you know where Donald Trump stands on these issues. If sitting out and not voting for Biden means that you may be helping Donald Trump get elected. Is that a risk worth taking? I mean, that's a question that I put back on the president. You know, I didn't get us to this point, Biden did. And it might come down to us experiencing short-term pain with Trump in office for long-term gain, where we have to have a Democratic Party that actually stands on its values. Short-term pain for long-term gain. So you're willing to sit out in November, even if it means Donald Trump wins, to send Democrats a message? Absolutely. Oh, okay, good for you. And what's the message? Even crazy people aren't voting for you anymore. That's the message. Good Lord, man. Okay. Look, it doesn't bother me. I know how I'm voting. I could not care any less about how that young lady is voting. I, no, I really don't. But it is indicative of the the really... How do I describe it? Weak. It's, a, it's weak support. For Joe Biden. Now, here's the one of the things behind the scenes that's so fascinating. Because you keep hearing this, well, you know he's going to drop out and uh, it's going to be Michelle Obama. So, Michelle Obama would be a very, very viable, attractive candidate. No doubt about that. However, the people who work for Joe Biden and the people who work for Barack Obama in the campaign division, they don't like each other. The operational part of this is just straight ahead. Like, if you're Barack Obama right now, you are the first president ever in the history of our nation not to leave Washington, D.C. after your term of office was over. Now, why do you think that is? Uh, Because he's the guy who's the real puppet master, in my opinion. He's pulling the strings. So, for you, listen, it's great to have Joe Biden in office, right? Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't care what's going on. And all that he has to do is just, you know, kind of uh, say the lines that are written for him, if in fact he can say the lines that are written for him. But you and I both know that that's kind of difficult. So for the Obama team, the operational side, the government side, they're totally cool with this. Hey! Let him get abused. Because he doesn't even know. He doesn't care. It's a, no big deal. They're not going to uh, 
move him out of the way and get uh, Michelle Obama. Although you, you do remember the Democrats have these things they call super delegates because the whole operation over there in this day and age is so shady. Uh, and, and, and they they could get rid of this one, you know, substitute that one. But I, I just don't see that happening. Because from an operational point of view, they'd be thrilled with Joe Biden in there again. More outrageous Obama policy. And uh, he doesn't have to get his fingers uh, all over. There's no fingerprints. So there you have it. But I, I digress. There are people who are looking at Joe Biden saying, yeah, I'm not going to vote for you. So I knew going into this, I would never vote for Joe Biden. Why? Uh, because he's an idiot. Uh, he, he is truly, thoroughly just just to his core a doofus and always has been but he's been very successful he's he's kind of failed his way to the top he's lied every single step of the way and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because he's he's willing to be used he's willing to do and say anything all he wants is the power so that he can take care of la josa nostra the whole circle around him it's crazy. And one of the ways that they're trying to uh, prop up their failing numbers is, is to have college students vote. And that's always a challenge. Anyway, and you know which way they're going to go. But now the, uh, the Obama team, uh, the Biden team, the Kamala Harris team, you know, that team, uh, they're paying students to get other students to vote. Cut number three, our not ready for primetime vice president. We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. And, for example, we have, um, under the Federal Work Study Program, now allows students to get paid through Federal Work Study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate them in terms of their ability to to strengthen our communities yeah and to uh, cook the books if necessary right i mean that's what it is there's an entire generation now that doesn't understand constitutional rights they just don't they don't understand it and they've never heard anything with which they disagree because then they, then they get triggered and there's a microaggression and they're so upset and they're this and that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, really? My advice, as it always is, because I care, take a lap, walk it off. This whole thing up at the state senate, it's the same thing. This is another case of, hey, take a lap, walk it off. Unless she misgendered me. Well, actually, technically, she did not. You are misgendering you. Because when we break it down, XY chromosomes and XX chromosomes, here's a little observation. XX doesn't equal XY. XY doesn't equal XX. And it never will. Period. End of story. You want to tell people that you, you like certain things that are traditionally associated with females? Have at it. I don't care. You want to wear a dress? You want to wear a skirt? High heel? Go for it. Again, knock yourself out. Have a long, happy, healthy life. Makes no difference to me. I will defend you from anyone who is trying to inflict uh, personal injury upon you. I will not go out of my way to insult you. But I'm also not going to buy into every single segment of your delusion. I'm just not going to do it. Doesn't make me a bad guy. And you know what? Doesn't make you a bad guy. Or a bad gal. Or a bad person. It just doesn't. It just means that 
I got stuff going on in my life that I got to deal with. Right? I, I It's just this weird sort of a thing. I, I've got a photo that I, I put up on the uh, Facebook pages today. Uh, back when I was uh, doing morning drive at the legendary WRKO in Boston. Hanging out with The Rock. And this is before he was The Rock. Dwayne Johnson was uh, working as a character called Rocky Maivia. And the weird thing was, it, it just wasn't clicking. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. He wasn't getting any reaction. Uh, McMahon and the team didn't know what the heck to do with him. And so they put him with the honky-tonk man, uh, Wayne Ferris. Uh, because, because Wayne was a really good talker. And, of course, now you'd be hard-pressed to find the honky-tonk man, and then The Rock is everywhere, and really cool stuff. And, yes, they are huge, absolutely gigantic. I was there. I, I, what I did is I posted the whole photo. So you can see I'm actually standing on a step to look at them face-to-face. And all that Dwayne Johnson wanted to do that morning, it was so bizarre. I think it was leading up to, uh, it must have been leading up to WrestleMania, at the Fleet Center in Boston. I had to go back. I know it was like 1998, 1999. Uh, but we were at a, a restaurant that opened for us for breakfast. And it was their whole group and my show. We're having a great time. Make no mistake about it. But all that Dwayne Johnson wanted to do was sit there and eat. And I've never seen a human being consume as much food as Dwayne Johnson did. I, I mean, like an entire one of those hot trays you get at a buffet, entire thing of scrambled eggs. Just sat there, ate it right out of the aluminum foil uh, tin pan thing. Uh, the uh, the bacon and so- same thing. I've just never seen anybody eat like that. And and you look at them, it's like, wow, where did that go? But anyway, I did post that you can have a good time. If you're over there noodling around online, check out WRBA.com. Only way to get your tickets for Politics and Pints. It's March the 20th in the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. We have less than 100. No, I don't. Somebody sent me a note. Jeff, how many do you have? you have 72? I have no idea. I know we have less than 100. And and if you're going to sit around and wait and say, oh, well, I'm going to wait till they only have 19 tickets left. Please don't. Go right now. Get your tickets. moment from now, I'll tell you a little bit about the great show at the Altria Theater, part of the Broadway and Richmond series, To Kill a Mockingbird. Man, tremendous performance, but big conversations coming out of it as well. It is 415 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. News Radio WRBA. Last night, Broadway and Richmond series, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. I did not. I I did not remember the details. I remember the general story, but it was such a great production. But I want to talk about more than that. it. Really was a great production. And Richard Thomas, who some people remember from the Americans, some people go back and remember him from the Waltons, a million different things you might have seen him in through the years. Just a, a real solid, talented, working actor. The man is 72 years old, and Heidi and I uh, said over and over again, "My gosh, uh, he's in great shape." You know, you ever look at somebody like they go, "No, you're not." friend of mine, uh, Julie, uh, not too long ago, said, oh, great day today because I signed up for Medicare. I said, well, they're going to lock you up. What do you mean? I said, because you're not 65. She said, oh, yeah, I am. 
I didn't believe her, but yeah, you know, sometimes you see people like that. Anyway, the situation last night, watching the play, number one, it's jarring because the language is, it's coarse, man. Some of it is, it, it's, well, it's offensive. Now, it has to be. I want to be very clear on that. There is nothing in this production of To Kill a Mockingbird that is excessive or out of place. It is absolutely essential to telling the story. But it's hard to hear. And then you look at one of the characters, one of the characters, uh, the, the young lady who alleges she was raped. Well, Heidi raised this with me today. We're having a cup of coffee and discuss, discussing it. She said, well, in this day and age, aren't we just supposed to believe what she says? I mean, because it really turns on Atticus Fitch uh, asking questions that prove these folks are lying. She wasn't raped by the uh, defendant. And Heidi said, but in this day and age, aren't we told, well, just believe the woman. If a woman says this happened, aren't you just supposed to believe that? I thought, wow, what an interesting thing. And there are there are stereotypes, if you will. And again, it's part of the story. But one of the things, once again, observed by my lovely bride was that Scouts, if you remember the character of Scouts, she doesn't have a single solitary positive female role model in the town except for the the housekeeper. And it's a really bizarre situation. But if you have the chance to go and see this production of To Kill a Mockingbird, this is the Aaron Sorkin one, and it, it, it's actually funny, very funny at times, and the lines run really, really quick, as you would expect from a Sorkin production, but it's, it is it is solid. It is an absolutely solid thing. Richard Thomas is just amazing in the role. And please, leave yourself some extra time, because everything, apparently, is just about sold out, so parking is at a premium. 425, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Oh no, not Richard Lewis. God, I love Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis has been on the show a few times. God, he was great. Stand-up comedy from Richard Lewis was was absolutely just just out of this world, and his acting chops were really, really solid. Man, I am sorry to hear that. I'm I'm seventy-four. I don't know. Every day I get up, I think, huh, well, that's closer. Hmm, that's too early. Hmm, ah, he's really young. So uh, anyway, so I- I'm sorry to hear that. We lost a couple of uh, folks in the wrestling world as well. I mentioned uh, Ole Anderson passed away. He was 81. That's a good run. Come on, don't knock it. 81 is a good run. Uh, but Ole Anderson was uh, responsible for bringing in so many talents through the years. Ric Flair was one of them. A lot of people like to try and take credit for Ric Flair, but he got his big push when Ollie Anderson brought him to a Jim, Jim Crockett Promotions. And uh, Mike Jones, who you probably knew as Virgil, he was only 61, and he had been dealing with a variety of health issues. I didn't even know. Gosh. So anyway, well, that's a great way, huh? Three deaths we're talking about. Geez, let me bring the uh, the temperature of the room down a little bit. Well, that's right. I'm going to turn it over to Mike Dickinson, and he'll uh, he'll reinvigorate everything. Mike is our uh, citizen journalist of uh, doing the work, uh, very much like Andy No does 
on the national stage, and he joins us every single Wednesday with a variety of things. And today, number one, Mike, happy to have you here. Number two, where would you like to start, sir? Well, first, just to follow up on what you were talking about with, with Virgil and Mike Jones, one of the great sidekicks of all time in wrestling. He he got overshadowed a lot, but his run as Virgil with Million Dollar Man, I mean, he was one of the great B guys, one of the great yes. one of the great sidekicks. You are absolutely right. You know, and it wasn't a role. I mean, let's let's not right. ourselves. It wasn't a role that initially was crafted to do much more than, hey, uh, you're a big tough guy, just stand over there, don't say anything. Um, and and he he was able to to spin it pretty well. Yeah, without a doubt, he's one of the one of the best at one of the best at being a sidekick, and he, and he did it again in WCW after he left. That's right. Um, That's right. Yep. Yeah. I guess we'll. I guess you know where to start. We we'll follow up with where we ended last week. Okay. You know, last week on here when we ended, we had breaking news out of the uh, March for Life in downtown Richmond. Yes. That a trans activist had stormed into the into the crowd violently and you know tore down a sign and pushed a few kids out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of details have come out now about that trans activist. It's a 42 year old man named Noah Carey Cleveland of, of Richmond. Okay. And what we know about them, what we know about them and have been able to uncover, this is exclusive to your show. Nobody else has reported this because they're lazy. Um, Noah Carey Cleveland has been arrested twice in the past for assault in 2012 and 2021, two previous assault charges. So this person has an anger problem, some, have some kind of an anger problem to have two assault records, two assault arrests in the past, and then go and assault a bunch of kids and you know storm into them and tear down signs. Right. Something's wrong with them. Um, now, let me ask ahead. you, you're talking about the uh, the suspect here alleged to have done this, and we all watched the video, and it's like, you're just, yes. you're, you know, dude, you're, you're just kind of nutty and violent and everything else, but is this the guy who was working at the state capitol, or is that somebody else? It's the same person. It's the same person. And that, that raises another question. Who is doing the security screening for state employees at the state capitol? With an assault conviction, you can't even get hired by the WWE these days That's or right. work at Walmart. Yep. And you have two assault convictions, and they're going to let you work at the state capitol around all of these legislators. How does that happen? Who, who, missed the, who dropped the ball on that? Who's in yeah. charge of security? Probably, well, we know who, probably Louise Lucas and her, her people because – you know, Don, Don Scott says, oh, I'm not a criminal. I don't associate with criminals. But you look around the state capitol, and ever since the Democrats have been running things, there's a lot of criminals hanging around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, you know, everybody's getting all uh, in a twist about this, about that. And I'm thinking, man, you, you folks have got to take a lap and walk off some of this nonsense already. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you look at the cast of characters the Virginia Democrats have brought to the capital and 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 mike if you look at the legislation they're pushing man they want to take your guns away uh they want to you know they even want to take away license plates that are for the sons of confederate veterans or the robert e lee license plates i mean they're just over the top and out of their mind it's it's crazy you know don scott and louise lucas all of them they all complain oh and every time they all complain oh it's not nice you know, oh, we're not we're not criminals, but if you look at their actions, you know, Don Scott, convicted felon, yeah. went to jail. He, yeah. you know, may or may he may or may not have redeemed himself. I don't know him personally, but he is, this is fact. He was a convicted felon, mm-hmm. and he he did go to prison. And 
then you look at their actions, which their actions today are, well, let's make it, let's make Virginia for criminals. You know, not Virginia is for lovers, Virginia is for criminals. And that's what they do. And sadly, you know, anytime, anytime the Republicans bring up any truth, they throw this hissy fit and stomp around and claim their feelings are hurt and demand an apology. Every time, every time somebody speaks truth to them, they, they throw a hissy fit. Yeah. Oh, well, we, I mean, we saw the nonsense the other day, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, who, you know, you may like her politics or not like her politics, but I, I don't know anybody that could ever question her uh, decorum and respect and dignity. Uh, she said about the, the one state senator, she said, yes, sir. And he says, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman. And uh, then it, it, it gets blown up into the Virginia Democrats just picking everything up and, and stamping out of the state senate so that so that no business of the commonwealth can go on it i mean isn't that something that you just say well i prefer this and you go oh okay you know let's let's get back to doing the uh, the people's business here well it was even crazier you know today down there i was i was reading about several things and while we have a severe inflation problem in america and in virginia and everything is spiraling out of control Louise Lucas and Don Scott want to hold up things about over gun legislation. They want that they the guns are the problem right now. Guns right. are the pressing right. problem. Not the not the massive inflation rates, not the fact that it costs an arm and a leg to get a house, not yep. the fact that people can't afford to buy groceries. Those aren't the problem. Guns. Guns and men and women's bathrooms, that's what we want. We have to get that done immediately. That's the that's the problem right now that we have to fix. And, and that's and, uh, you know that's right. I want to remind everybody, Mike Dickinson is joining us, our uh, citizen journalist, just like uh, Andy Noe is doing on the national stage. Mike is breaking stories here that are getting picked up nationally. You know, you talk about the guns. The other thing we have to be very clear about, they're not ta- talking about getting guns out of the hands of criminals. They're talking about getting guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens uh, like you, like me, like other people who have every God-given right to protect and defend ourselves. Right, and that, so that, that also segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was the graduation shooting down at oh, the, yes. down the Altria Theater. Yep. And a lot of the testimony that's come out has been very, 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 I don't know, disturbing, sad. I don't know what the proper word is about it. Yeah. Um, but you get into it, and all these witnesses that are students, they're all students down there. They get called up. They're witnesses to the shooting. Every single one of them. Oh, I, I got shot a year before. I got shot last year. Oh, I'm under cr- criminal. I'm under a pending criminal case that's not related to this. Oh. Um, I've got guns. You know, everybody, we all had guns with us. Every one of them testifies this. And it's like, you know, come on. What are you thinking, Democrats? The problem is not, like you said, law-abiding citizens. The problem is people that are affiliated with gangs and in trouble and criminals that they have that the problem is they have the guns and that they have guns why don't you put yep. them in jail instead of coming after me the gun yep. doesn't do the shooting the person does the shooting well and mike let me point out uh <laughs> everything that you said about this shooting at the altria theater uh, is proving to be true all of the stuff that was pushed by that school superintendent and the rest of those dip spits that he has surrounding him at the edge shed all of the swerving all of the misdirection all of this and in fact there were other people involved with trying to say oh no it wasn't that it wasn't that right lavar stoney was upset about it once again lieutenant governor winsome sears called it out the day it happened for what it was and you called it out you had the right stuff and finally now in open court we're learning you were right all along 
Yes, it's exactly like we said, and I said it right here on your show. It was a gang. It was a gang event. You know, we, we, we've heard from the testimony that happened down there that the, the, the victim, Sean Jackson, who got killed, he was the aggressor. And it was him and several of his friends and the testimony that's been given that went after this young man, Armari Pollard, and he pulled a gun and shot. He shot them, and there was a gu- gunfight, you know, but these people were coming after him. And then the stepdad, you know, what kind of stepdad shows up with multiple guns to a high school graduation and is in the middle of all the shooting? Who yeah. does that? <laughs> what kind of example is that? <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, you really do just have to step back and say, okay, now explain to me again what world it is that you're living in because this is this is just not what we do uh, on planet Earth in, in, in a civilized society. I mean, when I graduated high school from Hermitage High School, at my graduation, we were talking about going to the beach and chasing some girls and having a good time. We weren't standing out front, you know, with guns, and our, our fathers and stepdads weren't bringing guns there, oh, and we weren't trying to settle a gang vengeance and all yep. this other stuff that's going on. And, you know, the Democrats need to look hard at that, figure out how to fix that problem. That's the problem. Not yep. people like me and you or anybody else that's lawful and has a gun. The problem is these young people that settle their that they have grown up in this environment and settle their differences with guns and it's it's absolutely crazy. It is craziness. It is absolute craziness. How long do you think this trial is going to go on, Mike? You're 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 following it, I think, closer than just about anybody else. They're on day three, and the prosecutor McKeachin is still presenting her case. Wow. So we have we'll see what happens. They've had a lot of a lot of witnesses. You know, one of the witnesses. Um, as a as a VC parking attendant, and then another one one was a body cam footage from a Russian police officer, Amari Pollard, who was the the he supposedly the you know the criminal that did the shooting. He was running to them and said that he was scared for his life because they were going to kill him. Wow. You know that's what they they have that on body cam footage. So oh uh, they're going to have a hard time proving that you know he he you know if you want he's going to a hard time proving Lavar Stoney's narrative of oh it was you know. He went down there to kill someone, and it happened outside, and it was just an mm-hmm. isolated incident, and you know, it was two people, and it was, it was nothing to do with the gang, nothing at all. Right, right. Yeah, so all of this, <laughs> as you said, even the, uh, the body cam footage now uh, uh, appears to, to be saying exactly the opposite of what LeVar Stoney was trying to present uh, as the official narrative of this event it, it's just nuts mike I, I can't believe it we're out of time but uh i want people to follow you on social media so that they can stay up to date on this because you are man you are all over this every time i turn around i got another uh, I don't, do we still call them tweets do we call them x's but i get another <laughs> message from you hey here's what's going on in the trial take a look at this and i take a look at this i told you about this here's a booking photo so how do people stay in uh, in contact with you you can go on X, Mike D for RVA, X, Mike D for RVA. And real quick, if you're going to the Trump rally this weekend, yes. I've got photos up on my X account of well-known far-left uh, problem people in Richmond. Um, so if you see them around in, in disguise, prepare that they're going to try to be disruptive. Call 911 or alert the Secret Service because they're, they have no business being there. Oh, wow. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. I'm so happy to hear you've got that. Give everybody that uh, X account one more time because they've got to be aware. We had a lot of people going to that rally. Yes, Mike D for RVA um, on the X. It's, the pictures are right there at the top. They're mugshots from when they were arrested during the 2020 riots. Okay. And these people are troublemakers, and they, they, they have no good business being there. 
Absolutely. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking the time. Be careful, my friend. We'll talk again uh, very soon, next week to be sure. That is Mike Dickinson, citizen uh, journalist, citizen reporter. I'm telling you, uh, he is our version of Andy No. and every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30, he joins us, all these details. That's a great thing to be aware of, and I'm so happy he shared that. We've got this huge rally coming up for President Trump and the Richmond Convention Center. You and I both know You've got the uh, the BLM people, you've got the Antifa people, you've got these other uber left-wing wackadoodles. They're going to do everything they possibly can to disrupt it. Mike, on his X account, has photos, booking photos, mugshots uh, of some of those actors. So you'll be able to uh, keep your eyes peeled and uh, stay safe. It is 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. It's- I just heard some cattle over there. It's okay. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm just a little paranoid tonight. I, ha- I haven't performed in a couple of months, and, uh, and yet, hey, I'm paranoid about everything in my life. Even at home, I, on my stationary bike, I have a rearview mirror, which I'm not thrilled about. <laughs> and sadly, my last shrink, she just, she retired about a week ago. I'm freaked out, and it was, it was sort of uh, a nightmare. She was, she was only 24. I guess I burned her out real fast. And uh, the last session... Oh, I, 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 honestly, I loved Richard Lewis. I loved him. Uh, I just... Oh, I absolutely loved him. I, I, I held out hope that he and Lewis Black would go on tour together and that it would just be called Richard Lewis Black. And it, I, I just, because I, I just enjoy both of them. And Richard Lewis passed away. Was he 74 years old? I think they said. Gosh, that's awful. Oh, another retirement I should tell you about Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is uh, 81. He has announced he's, he's going to uh, step down from the leadership of the Senate Republicans. Uh, now, frankly, if you look at his activities in the last decade, I thought that happened about, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago. But, you know, I, I could be wrong. So. He will officially uh, leave the leadership, and they'll have to find somebody new. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wish him well. I hope he gets his gold pocket watch or whatever it is that they give these nitwits when they finally leave. Uh, but he needs to pick it up today and get out of the way. Because the future of this nation depends on it, and he's not doing anything good for it. I have friends. I have to tell you this. and I'm not going to share any details, but I have friends who are medical professionals, who said, hey, I've watched the videos of him where he totally freezes, completely and totally freezes during press conferences, can't answer a question, can't can't, can't do anything. Because my thought was, I think the man is having a stroke, like right in front of our eyes. I could be wrong, but I, I swear that uh, I, I think that's what's going on. Right. There's there's something you may or may not recall. I recall this from my my EMT training a thousand years ago. TIA, transient ischemic attack. It's a stroke that lasts a few minutes at most at most. So you can have one of those that lasts a minute. God help you. I mean, it's an awful thing. I'm not mocking or insulting or demeaning. It's a terrible situation. But it's also clear. Good Lord. That's what was going on with him. And his staff, oh, he just, uh, he just what? With all of these people, can we not say you you have reached an age where uh, things are not working as properly as they did a couple of years back? That's all. There, there's no shame in that. 
I'm overdue. Well, no, I think I'm just about due for my annual physical. So I got to go down and, and see my doc and get the tests and everything else. And I'm thinking, huh, all right. I mean, I love my doc. Don't get me wrong. But I'm sure, I, I guarantee you, because I am a year older, there will be something in, 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 the, uh, in the lab work or something else that uh, he'll say, huh, well, we've got to take a look at this, right? It's just part of getting older. That's all. Get as old as you possibly can, right? We all want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That's the dilemma we're in. All right. Enough, uh, enough preaching, right? Let's remind you, because uh, we are at that seven-and-a-half-minute mark. Let me remind you, you've got to go to WRVA.com. Get your tickets for Politics and Pints. we got Brian Kilmeade coming in for this one. March the 20th, Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Less than 100 tickets remain. And no, I don't know the exact amount, but it's less than 100, which means if you've been on the fence, now's the time. Get off the flipping fence. Go to WRVA.com. Get your tickets. Oh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., one of the big stars of Politics and Pints, my friend, John Reed, is going to be with you. I'm hoping that uh, you'll be with him 6 a.m. tomorrow. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday. It is wet. The rain stays with us for a bit, but it's it's actually kind of nice. I mean, if you've got the windows open, as I do, a nice little breeze just smells fresh. Oh, I'm enjoying it. That's all I can tell you. I'm enjoying it. Now, uh, we've got two dueling rounds. Well, not even dueling. Uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, who... Uh, for some reason, is still in this uh, Republican Party nomination race. Well, she hasn't won anything yet, but she's still in it. She's still running. Uh, she's coming to town to promote uh, her campaign. She's going to do it at the Westin on Broad Street. And, and I, no, I don't know how big the room is. I don't know if it's like uh, one one room or maybe she got the suite or maybe it's a conference room. But I just I don't see it as a big event. And then you have former President Donald Trump, who's coming to town on Saturday at the Richmond Convention Center. Uh, That will be an absolute filled to the rafters event. The doors open at 3. The event doesn't even begin until 6. And if I'm looking at the uh, the other events that have happened, these big Trump rallies, I don't think he comes on until probably 7, 8 o'clock at night. But it'll be packed. It'll absolutely be packed. There'll be people outside. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the uh, convention center just winds up keeping all the doors open so everybody can hear. And the West, wasn't the Westin where Andy No was supposed to speak? Or am I not remembering that properly? You know, there's a great organization called the Virginia Council. And I don't honestly know what John Reed's position is. Uh president or chairman I, I i and i apologize i probably should but i don't but the virginia council which john was key in establishing he's one of the founders and again i don't know what his title is on february the 28th but it's an amazing organization and the organization is dedicated dedicated to preserving american history defending american history and remember this phrase the virginia way anybody remember the virginia way so they brought in Andy No. You remember that? They wanted to have it um, uh, downtown at, uh, oh gosh, wherever it was. And they, oh, no, 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 we're not going to have Andy No here. And then they moved it, I 
think they moved it. Uh, I think it was the Westin. Again, I could be wrong, but then they backed out of it, which didn't make any sense to me. And then it wound up being in a um, eh, like a meeting space in Henrico County, which was great. I mean, because Andy No was just absolutely off the charts, uh, amazing. But I, I I thought it was well. I'll, I'll I'll reach out to John. Maybe maybe he remembers. Okay, couple of things that I do want us to uh, touch on. Yes, politics and pines. Absolutely, we're getting to the point. Less than a hundred tickets. Where I swear to you, uh, I will be able to stop reminding you about it. And that's a good thing. I, I love talking about politics and pints presented by uh, Chronic Care of Richmond because those are my people, Chronic Care of Richmond. I love them. And uh, I, I, Better Floors presenting the red carpet. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Richmond Office Interiors calling the gang who are uh, doing the uh, furniture for us again. DLA Promotions. Oh, so happy to have them on board and part of this. DLA Promotions uh, taking care of the tumblers. Now, I haven't seen them yet, but I am told they are just, like, off the hook. So I'll look forward to uh, all of that. But but honestly, the sooner I can stop talking about it, it means, hey, we, we're sold out, and we can focus on a lot of other things, which would be great, which would be great. I, I, I agree with you, but I do have to uh, fulfill my, uh, my professional responsibilities. There is uh, another measure in the uh, state... Senate, yeah, it's an SB, it's a, it's a Senate bill, uh, which would modify all sorts of prison sentences and eligibility for release and various and sundry procedures. Because again, uh, Virginia Democrats have decided that crime perpetrators are the people they care about as opposed to crime victims. So if you are a criminal and you are currently incarcerated, well, incarcerated is such an ugly word. Do we use that term anymore, incarcerated? How about a guest? You are a guest of the uh, Commonwealth. You're a guest of the Virginia Department of Corrections. Uh, Not to worry, if Virginia Democrats have their way through what's called SB 427, uh, you too may be back out on the streets uh, sooner rather than later. And it wouldn't matter what your crime was, no matter how violent it was, no matter how many uh, innocent people were impacted. Uh, Virginia Democrats have said, sure, you should come back uh, as quickly as possible. And it uh, ignores whether, in fact, you've received uh, services. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have been, quote, rehabilitated. It just uh, puts a timeline on it. It's, it's just just insane. All right, a couple of other things that I did want to uh, share with you. Give me, give me a second here. Uh, yes, 11 brand new scandals for La Josa Nostra, for the uh, Biden family. And they are being actively ignored by AB. C, CBS, and NBC. It's true. Uh, if you want, if you want to take a look at them. You can uh, you can head over online and uh, check out the Jeff Cat Show page on Facebook. I, I just put that up there so that uh, you'd be able to see it. It's just outrageous. Uh, the uncommitted voters in Michigan, in fact, are a huge chunk. I think I read it was twenty percent for a sitting president, an incumbent president. To lose 20% support to essentially none of the above. You're not in a good place. You're just not. Electric vehicles also not in a good place. Why? Because nobody wants them. 
I, they're not going to replace the internal combustion engine unless there is a government mandate. Now, let's not kid ourselves. There are government mandates now saying you're not going to be able to buy a diesel vehicle after a certain time. Once again, Virginia Democrats leading the charge to take your guns away and to take your cars away. Electric vehicles are a nifty idea. Hybrids are brilliant. If we could build more hybrids, I'm telling you right now, I would get one. But I don't want an electric vehicle where I am limited to about 300 miles in terms of travel. If you're just using it to get groceries or run back and forth to your office and it's pretty close, I think it's great. I really do. I love the technology. Uh, but this idea that we're going to force everyone to buy an electric vehicle is absurd and insulting. And Apple, for the last 10 years, have been working on electric vehicles. And the story just broke today that they have uh, they've canned it. They, they just took that entire program and they've killed it off. But they wanted to be a competitor to Tesla. That was their goal, right? Because Tesla... Really, the first guys into the marketplace, you may like Elon Musk, you may hate Elon Musk, don't know, don't care, but he's been very successful with Tesla. Apple said, hey, we can do that. You know, we're a tech company. We, we, we do stuff like that. We, we, we come up with uh, hardware and programs, and yeah, we can do that. Ten years they've been trying to get it to market, and it has failed miserably. Not necessarily because their technology isn't good, but because nobody wants it. And so Apple now has just pulled the pin on their electric vehicle program. So that that should tell you just a little bit, don't you think? Uh, nobody, I mean nobody, really uh, wants one of these things. I've got a snippet here. I've got to share it with you. You know, there's all this discussion about Alabama. Alabama, well, uh, uh, embryos, are, are they people? Are they not people? Is it a baby? Is it a not baby? So the left wants it both ways. The, the, the left wants the ability, as Gavin Newsom pointed out, to, to kill the baby right up until the time the baby is born. And if you listen to Governor Goober, uh, Ralph Northam said, well, we can wait a little bit after uh, the baby's born as well. But uh, this Alabama case has got them in a tizzy. Now, this is from MSNBC, so let me give you the warning. And, and let me remind you, because I like to brag, I uh, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. No, 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 it is, it, it, it's okay. Uh, cut number two, please. You were in Alabama in the wake of the ruling. You were telling heartbreaking stories. You could not, you know, get past the, the real pain and suffering and the uncertainty and the expense, all of that wrapped up. And how do they justify this? The human impact of this was just sweeping, Andrea. I talked to so many women who had spent years, thousands of dollars pulling money out of their 401ks, trying to pursue the dream of having a family and having these precious babies that they wanted. And they were told in these hardest conversations of their lives that they were not allowed to have the treatment that they thought they could deserve. Um, of course, the, the justification from this judge has been that an embryo is a child. He was quoting from the Bible when he had his concurring opinion when the ruling came down more than a week ago. Now, but 
I've talked to so many doctors and women who now are looking at this and saying that they are hoping that a legislative fix is coming. Um, we've seen now Republicans and Democrats in the state of Alabama coming together saying that they want to push for legislation that would make an embryo outside of a person's body, not a child, under state law. And we're going to expect hundreds of people to be at the state house tomorrow in Alabama, um, supporters of IVF coming and saying they need a fix now. So, Wow. All right. So let me uh, let me tell you something. Uh, if you don't know who Bill Burr is, Bill Burr, I think, uh, one of the funniest comedians out there. I love Bill Burr. Oh, he's so completely and totally uh, politically incorrect, not woke. Uh, it's it just, it, but, but he talks about this. And he actually, he's got a whole bit, he's got, does a whole set on uh, pro-life, quote, pro-choice. He says, oh, I always thought I was pro-choice because, you know, your body, blah, blah, blah. He said, but then I start thinking, it's like baking a cake, Right. If you have all the ingredients in the pan and then you put it in the oven, uh, if you yank it out before it's fully cooked, it's not, well, it was going to be a cake, but you stopped it from being a cake. And so, I, I don't know, maybe he is pro-life, but if you get a chance, and and, and little warning for you, uh, definitely not suitable for work, probably don't want the kids around, but... But he is just as funny as all get out. Bill Burry's a Boston guy, and he does have a great bit on that. Uh, while you're noodling around for that online, go to uh, WRBA.com, WRBA.com. Get yourself a uh, pair of tickets or four tickets, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you want for Politics and Pints. We have less than 100 tickets left. So bottom line is this, if you want to go, if you want to go, now is the time to go. You go to WRVA.com, you get yourself your tickets, and then you can join us March the 20th. If you do not do that, then you are not going to go and you're going to be angry. And I, I really don't want you to be angry. I would like you to uh, join us for Politics and Pints. WRVA.com, the only place to get your tickets. 515, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Yeah, we got a couple of cooler days coming. I am so ready for spring. I really am. I'm walking out of the uh, uh, the house today and just looking at the yard. I'm thinking, okay, well, there's there's work to do out there. Things have to be cleaned up, and uh, we got to get our uh, our mulch in. We we do that every year with uh, with yard works. Uh, well, the mulchmeister, my 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 friend over there, Jeff Mayo, comes out. God bless him every single year with the uh, the big truck because we get the blower stuff. I, I'm not shoveling mulch. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Now, if you want to, you can. Why? Well, because I've aged out of it. That's the way I look at it. This is why I, I don't understand why so many people who are involved in political campaigns, uh, like on behalf of Joe Biden, where clearly this is an issue. If Joe Biden were your father, you would take his car keys away. You would. Uh, Mitch McConnell. If Mitch McConnell were your uncle and he simply froze in the middle of a conversation with you, not once, not twice, but three times, apparently, uh, you would say, uh, uh, Uncle Mitch, we got to go to the doctor. You, you just have to accept that certain things change. I don't think there's anything wrong in that. You know, I would love tomorrow, honestly. 
I would love tomorrow to uh, put on a uniform again and go out and uh, be a cop again. I would love it. My wife would hate it. My boys would be concerned, but I personally would love it. And you know why I don't do that? Because I can't. Because I've aged out of it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm too old at this point to physically be able to do what I know needs to be done. I've accepted that. It's not necessarily easy, but I've accepted that. People need to accept certain things. Doesn't mean your life has come to an end, but you do have to address the issues. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., John Reed will be here. John is actually working backwards. He's got, like, a a portrait up in his attic, so he's like the Dorian Gray of radio. But uh, other than him, the rest of us are, you know, aging in a forward direction. It is 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is uh, Wednesday. Yes, 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 yes. It is uh, Wednesday. It is wet. It is ugly, uh, but it's it's going to clear out a little bit later today. So that'll uh, that'll be good, I think. And uh, you, uh, well, you got to deal with it. I got to deal with it. But all of that being said, a couple of reminders: Republicans are coming to town. We've got Nikki Haley, who is coming to the West End in the West End for her. I, I don't want to call it a rally because I don't know how big a, uh, a venue she has at the West End. I mean, honest to goodness, what does she have? Is it a conference room? Is it a ballroom? God only knows. I just I, I don't know. And then you have former President Donald Trump, who is coming to town, and uh, he is going to be at the Richmond Convention Center. I don't even know if their tickets left it, it will be packed to the rafters the doors open at three the event itself doesn't start till six i don't think the president himself comes on to probably seven or eight o'clock at night and people will still be outside waiting to hear what he has to say so i mean there's a big big difference there and make no mistake former president trump doesn't need to do this rally to secure the republican vote here in virginia for the primary this means that virginia is very much in play now what is so attractive about him i would dare say that it goes back to our formerly overriding idea that america was exceptional that we were imbued with this really true american exceptionalism now, there's a book now called Radical Betrayal, how liberals and uh, neocons, neoconservatives, are wrecking American exceptionalism. The author is a gentleman by the name of Anders Edwardson, Edwardson, and I hope I haven't butchered it too much, Anders, but I do appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, what, what is it that you would define as American exceptionalism? Well, you can define it in a very simple uh, manner. It's call it American nationalism or Americanism, if, if you want. It's the uh, the set of ideas and notions and sentiments and hopes and, and fears to some extent that uh, the founding fathers laid down in the late 1700s uh, as a guide for this great country, what uh, was supposed to make America different from the European uh, nations they turned their back on. And that has been the lodestar for uh, for America up until uh, a few decades ago. 
Now, uh, we're all listening, and we're, 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 we're examining your name and going, hey, wait a minute, Andrews, you're not from Virginia, are you? No, as you can hear on my accent, I'm from Boston. No, I'm from Sweden, actually. Okay. So I know, I know one or two things about socialism. You sure do. And, and, and what brought you to the United States? Was it just a, a, a lack of confidence in the Swedish system? Uh, to some extent, I, I became I became mentally an American uh, already as a ten year old. When I was sitting up what, watching the election result coming back in 1980, and Reagan won, I didn't really understand the language, but it was something with America and and Reagan that I fell in love with. And my whole life, I tried to move over here permanently, and when that finally happened in 2011. Uh, and then I became a citizen in 2016. Well, now wait a minute. Now, now Anders, I, I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions on your uh, your intelligence, my friend. But you know, you just could have come across the border, just walked in, and you probably would have gotten all sorts of benefits. Yeah, I know. I'm a little slow. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to uh, explain. You talk about radical betrayal, liberals and neoconservatives wrecking American exceptionalism. If we are so exceptional, how can anybody possibly wreck it for us? Well, because they're, especially on the left, people don't want America to be exceptional. They want it to become like any other European state. Uh-huh. They, they have been uh, tolling since, since the Woodrow Wilson uh, presidency in the 1910s to, uh, mm-hmm. to turn this country into a top-down, uh, one-nation state, welfare mm-hmm. state. Well, uh, Barack Obama, remember, uh, President Obama said we are going to fundamentally transform America. This is what he was talking about, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. He was just the first one to be relatively honest about it. But it has been a project going on since the progressive movement in the 1890s and and onwards on the left. And just also to mention on on the right, uh, starting with the Spanish-American War, uh, Mm -hmm. who became the War Hawks, they... their damage is not so uh, so big as the left. Right. But what I'm meaning with wrecking American exceptionalism is that American exceptionalism for well over 100 years was this lodestar that held everyone in the U.S. together. Left, mm-hmm. right, center, Democrat, Republican, black, white, rich, poor. But the left has has wrecked it by simply saying we don't want America to be exceptional and the warmongers have used exceptionally sounding argument to sell their war policies over the top in a way so people have stopped listening. So today, American exceptionalism isn't this glue anymore that holds us all together. I want to remind everybody, Anders Edwardson is joining us. He's written an amazing book. It's called Radical Betrayal, How Liberals and Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. Anders, I I grew up in Philadelphia, and we were all Democrats. But I got to tell you, as Democrats, we were Americans first, and we did wholeheartedly believe 
in this idea of American exceptionalism. And you are correct. The left has gone all in Woodrow Wilson progressivism and said, no, we're, we're going to tear down America from within. We're going to make it another one of these namby-pamby socialist states. Uh, no offense. I know you're Swedish, but just like Sweden, for mm. God's sakes. And uh, they're getting help. They're sort of aided and abetted. You've got somebody like a Nikki Haley. Would you put her in the neocon uh, category? Uh, yes. Uh, she, I, I don't really think she really knows what she is, to be honest. But she definitely, she's definitely, she's taking their money, and it's the anti-Trump wing that is left of the Republican Party that will right. hopefully be, uh, be be gone after November. Yeah. Now. President Trump ran on the phrase, make America great again. He's, he, was he talking about restoring our sense of exceptionalism? Uh, to, to some extent, he, he has been very critical, just as I, he, in 2016, he, he was in a way very critical of the term and what he had what it had come to yeah. to mean the last 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. But uh, when you listen to his uh, great speeches, bigger speeches uh, after becoming president, he's, he's definitely into original American exceptionalism and that U.S. should be different than other countries and we shouldn't try to copy them. We shouldn't mm-hmm. force others to copy us if they don't want to. All the things that the uh, founding fathers were So let's say, for the sake of argument, uh, Donald Trump is reelected and uh, returns to the White House. Is he going to be able to turn this giant ship of state and get us back into the uh, the area of American exceptionalism? He he is definitely uh, in a good place to start that process, but it's we should just be be aware. This is a process that will take decades generations to you don't fix so much damage that has been done the last 50 60 70 years in just four or eight years it will take 20 30 40 years if, if it can ever and we we must be 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 honest to ourselves we will never fully come back you can't simply turn back the clock we will try we must try to update American exceptionalism to some extent so it, it, it fits into the modern world and, and that we can pick up the pieces of what was good and, and put it back in place and, and start moving forward again instead of sideways into Venezuela or wherever we are moving right now. It's just so much harder, isn't it, Anders, to uh, to build something or to repair something than it is to smash something. Absolutely. Someone said once, it's very easy to make fish soup out of an aquarium, but almost impossible to go the other way around. And that is especially true when it comes to cultures, because cultures rests on thousands of years of, of, of cultural evolution, religious, secular, you, you, you name it. But it can be smashed in just, just a generation or two. And I mean... Take one of these uh, nutheads out in in Portland, Oregon, who who, who wants to introduce communism downtown. Those people are are, are lost to, to if not to humanity, so at least to America, because they they will probably never fit in here again That's in a civilized society. Mm. 
I'll tell you what, Anders, it's a great read. I want to remind everybody, it's called Radical Betrayal, How Liberals and Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. The best place, Amazon, to get a copy of it, or have you got some other place where you're offering it? Amazon and Barnes & Noble online, and also some some smaller online bookstores. You can also go to radicalbetrayal.com, radicalbetrayal, one word, dot com. And that takes you to my website, and there is links to both Amazon and Barnes & Nobles, and and some more information about the book. I love it. Well, listen, it is a great read, and uh, I thank you for being here. And, and what you didn't know is that uh, uh, my in-laws, uh, my wife and her entire family, are from Boston. And I recognize your <laughs> Boston accent as soon as you started talking. So there you go. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a joke I've used so often lately that my friends have, uh, have started to say, yes, stop it. Uh. <laughs> No, don't stop it. In fact, I'm going to get your address. I'm going to send you a Red Sox T-shirt so you will fit right in uh, with the crowd. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it, Anders. God bless you, my friend. Keep doing the good work. We'll talk to you soon. That is Anders Edwardson. And I know the, the title sounds pretty big. It's a very impressive book, but it's a vital book. Uh, you and I get this, right? American exceptionalism. Why on earth would anybody apologize for American exceptionalism? Why would anybody in America try and tear down American and exceptionalism and yet that's what the left's doing and if you want a good example of it real close to home take a look at the general assembly take a look at the virginia democrats that's their goal jeff katz news radio wrba he's found it down 51 Jeff Gantz, News Radio WRVA. A lot of folks, and I thank you for this, uh, reaching out to me saying, Hey, Jeff, how you doing with that whole friendship circle thing? I think we're doing pretty well. Uh, There are 47 teams. Now, it is not a competition, but we're all just trying to help out our friends at uh, Friendship Circle of Virginia and raise some money. Uh, I'm up, uh, well, I guess I'm in second place. I. The uh, Julia Jules team, I'm looking at the standings like it's a baseball operation. Uh, but I guess we're in second place at the moment. There's uh, somebody, I don't know who this is, Team Z is just kicking tush. Uh, they, they've got us beat by about four grand. But it's a solid second place, I'll take that. Unless, no, it just occurred to me, you know what? If you want to pony up like five grand to help my uh, Julia's Jewels team at uh, Friendship Circles fundraiser, you got to do it before like nine o'clock tonight because then it all shuts down. I'll get another tattoo. I don't know. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't say that. Now Carl Leonard will have it like, well, we'll get our noses tattooed like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer next year and we'll raise even more money. But well, I don't know. And maybe I will. Uh, check it out, all right? If you can help, you can help. It's great. I'm not, I'm not going to give websites and stuff. I just have it up on my social media. It's more of a personal thing, but it just uh, it just came in a couple of folks on uh, Facebook Messenger. No, I'm not getting a tramp stamp or a Trump stump or anything. No, I, no, 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 not doing that. Unless, unless, unless you want to stroke a check for like four or five grand and move Julia's Jewels in the first place, then yeah. I'll I'll get it I guess. Okay, uh, tomorrow we got a lot of great stuff that we are covering. Of course, the day begins each and every day six a.m. Uh, and a great great way to uh, start the day uh, with John Reed. Wonderful show. Great great person. I'm I'm just really really uh, very very uh, uh, fond of John. 
Heidi and I just think the world of him, and you know we consider him a good friend, almost oh, family, really a good guy. Uh, he's here at six a.m. and my friend Gary Hess, who's really one of the best people to ever walk the planet, uh, is handling all the news. And I mentioned both of them tomorrow at six. I have to mention both of them as part of politics and pints. Now, John and I get hot and heavy in, in, in all the issues, and we've got our uh, mutual frenemy, Howard Gutman, our uh, token liberal here at the WRBA. He comes out, and, and we just we just go at it. We have a good time. We talk about a lot of fun stuff. Uh, eh, sometimes it's not nearly as much fun, the issue, but, but we have a good time. And Gary Hess, God bless him, is our assigned ringmaster slash referee. And he keeps it all moving the way it's supposed to move. And for this iteration of Politics and Pints, which is Politics and Pints number eight, uh, we've got Brian Kilmeade coming in from Fox and Friends. So I don't know how it gets any better than that. I do have to warn you, we are less than 100 tickets left for sale. And the only way to get them, I've got more people asking and telling. and I have no control over anything, as you know. Nobody tells me anything, except yesterday somebody inadvertently told me we have less than 100 tickets. So I'd love for you to come with us. It's March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Very, very good place to see a show. WRBA.com is the only way to get your tickets. WRBA.com, and I would go there now. We've got tickets left, not that many, but again, WRBA.com. All right? Hey, while you're over online, uh, take a look at JeffCatchTrip.com. That's this great adventure Heidi and I are leading to Australia in November. You don't want to miss out on that. JeffCatchTrip.com. All right. It is raining and will continue raining, so please be careful as you drive this evening. I want you to have a fantastic evening, and God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio. WRBA. Adios and Viacom deals. Going home now to stay. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.